Hi, I'm Nicole Satimi, a manual osteopath and massage therapist here on the One Body Wellness Podcast, where I throw condensed doses of health info at you. As well, I share the mic with humans experiencing their own health concerns and trauma and the impact it has on the human spirit to show us just how resilient we truly are, reminding you to inhale, exhale, and find peace in your one body wherever you are. Hello listeners, I apologize that it has taken me a little while to get my 12th episode out into the world. Today is all about cranial osteopathy, otherwise known as craniosacral technique in the manual therapy world. This is my favorite part of osteopathy and can be used to address pretty much every single condition out there. Manual treatment of the cranium has been around for centuries. Some techniques that we still use today in manual care were seen in ancient healing documents to treat head injuries, relieve headaches, and address brain illness. Cranial osteopathy began in 1899 when Dr. William Sutherland developed the concept of movement in the cranial bones. That's right, guys. Our skull is not just one solid bone. It is made up of many structures, many pieces of bone that work in perfect unison together. And thus, that's what we have, um, cranial osteopathy. Thank you, Dr. Sutherland. So basic anatomy here. There are 29 bones in the adult skull. The eight cranial groups of bones are the sphenoid, ethmoid, frontal bone, the occiput, Uh, The temporal and parietal bones are pairs. Then there are 14 facial bones and then seven bones in the ear and the hyoid bone. A manual osteopath is trained to know the very specifics of all the features of these bones, including muscular attachments, processes, and sutures. So it gets pretty complex when you start digging deeper. You may have heard of the term meninges before. The meninges is an important three-layered structure that wraps around the brain and the spinal cord. Part of the structure actually contains the cerebral spinal fluid, a fluid that circulates around the brain and spinal cord and in the four ventricles of our brain. Part of a manual osteopath's job is to make sure that the areas of the meninges are under their proper tension. One discrepancy in an area of the meninges has a direct effect on the other areas. This can impact the cerebral spinal fluid flow, so the flow of fluid itself, and hence this will impact certain and specific areas of our brain. They are under something called dynamic tension. They are all interconnected and related. Surprise, surprise, I'm talking about how one structure governs the function or relates to the function of the body. It is the basis of osteopathy. Specifically, the tentorium cerebelli is a fold in the outermost region of the meninges and is considered the diaphragm of the brain. It is directly related to our abdominal diaphragm. So moving on from anatomy, the basis of uh, cranial sacral work is governed off of five, arguably six main factors called the primary respiratory mechanism. It states that there is an inherent or natural motility or movement of the brain and spinal cord. The brain and spinal cord move on their own. Number two is the idea that there is constant fluctuations of the cerebral spinal fluid, the fluid that surrounds the brain and spinal cord. Number three is the membranes in our brain and spine are in relation to each other and mobile. 
Number four relates to the cranial bones, that they are in constant motion. Number five is that the sacrum, the triangular bone at the base of our spine, moves involuntarily or without thought in relation to our pelvis or our ilium. And number six is basically just about all the fascia and fascial involvement this, that is connected to our brain, spinal cord, within the cranial bones, and pretty much all around our body. It's one long continuous sheath of fascia. This all represents a beautiful fact that we have inherent intelligence within ourselves. We are inherently intelligent. From an osteopathic perspective, every cranium is very unique. I see all different types of heads. Trauma, lifestyle, physiology, pathology, and genetics all play important roles in the asymmetries that impact the cranial and cranium and cranial rhythm. Any dysfunction or variation in our sacral region will cause a mirroring effect in our cranium as well. They basically mirror each other. Another example of how our body is all connected and how one aspect or structure of our body is connected to the other. Sometimes when I'm working with someone and I apply compression to the cranium, intracranial pressure might aggravate headache symptoms if there has been trauma. Like if someone were to bend over and get a lot of head pain, this indicates trauma to me. But when I apply compression, headache symptoms and pain decreases, it normally indicates a tension headache because I'm approximating or bringing the involved structures closer together and this releases pressure. I'm able to help to determine what's going on through just very simple techniques. Our body has natural pacemakers. The heart beats 60 to 70 times per minute. We breathe 12 to 14 times per minute and our cranial rhythm is about six times per minute. So pretty slow. These are all automatic and we don't even have to think twice about them, but we do notice very quickly if they are off or inhibited. A major reason why we're so drawn to the cranium and the cranial sacral work and why it's so important to address in every client is that major nerves exit foramen or holes or exits from the brain to the spinal cord and different areas of our body. For example, cranial nerve two is the optic nerve. It allows us to see when there are somatic dysfunctions or disturbances in the sphenoid bone, there are sight issues. If you have issues smelling certain things, we need to address the nose bone or the frontal ethmoidal suture. We can treat the eyes, the ears, address allergies and sinus problems, behavioral issues, brain illness and trauma, TMJ pain, vertigo. The conditions that benefit from craniosacral work are pretty much endless. All 12 cranial nerves serve a very important purpose, and I would have to say the vagus nerve, cranial nerve 10, is extremely important because it innervates all of our internal organs. It exits the skull from the brain through the uh, jugular foramen or where the temporal and occipital bones meet to form holes. This can lead to, if you have issues in the, in the vagus nerve, this, these can lead, these can show up as a cough, breathing issues, even feeding problems in infants and show up as signs of irritability in our young ones, especially when we think of the compression through the birth canal during labor. It can lead to excessive gag reflexes if we have issues with the vagus nerve, swallowing problems, and GI issues. So this is an area I always check in infants and newborns. 
The point I will end this podcast on is just briefly discussing biodynamics or the vitality of movement in the body. This means that a manual osteopath can't just be mechanical. We can't just learn a whole bunch of techniques and then use those same techniques on every person. We have to feel. We have to be in tune with the natural fluctuations of fluid motion in the human body. We need to direct our energy to the subtleties of the body so that we aren't performing a technique that could be harmful or not helpful to our patient. I know that mentality of providing a mechanical or robotic treatment. I was a massage therapist in this light for many years, but osteopathy has completely changed my perspective and has made me a more in tune practitioner because of not only the idea of biodynamics, but how, but of how quickly our body can respond to very specific and effective yet gentle techniques. An osteopath is simply the key for unlocking the body's natural and inherent healing abilities. Thank you for tuning in to the One Body Wellness Podcast. If you have a specific health concern you'd like me to address or you want to be a guest on my show, email me at nicole at onebodywellness.ca. Once again, I'm reminding you to inhale, exhale, and find peace in your one body wherever you are.